0: Welcome to another episode of tri 9 This is a Story Screen Presents podcast where we talk about films that end in the year nine. And we've been talking about 1999. And today I am joined by my wonderful co-host Bernadette Gorman-White. Hello. And Linda Kodega.
1: Hi.
0: And we're going to be discussing the films She's All That and 10 Things I Hate About You. Now, before we get down to the nitty-gritty, I wanted to ask my co-host to give a little recap on our two movies for this episode. So, spoiler alert, 1999 for She's All That and 10 Things I Hate About You. Who wants to start up?
1: I can start. Yeah? <laughs> I'm going to give you just like a brief synopsis on She's All That, starring Freddie Prinze Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. It focuses on a teenage bet, like all teenage films of that era do. And, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so Freddie Prince Jr. plays Zack Siler, and his girlfriend breaks up with him at the very beginning of the film. And that precedes his best friend, the late Paul Walker, his Aww. character to bet Zack Siler that he can't turn any other girl into prom queen in six weeks, Ooh. which Zach takes the bet, falls for Laney Boggs, a weird, artsy, but really not that weird, and also very attractive high schooler. Yeah. And... Smokehouse. Smokehouse. Yeah. Straight up smokehouse. <laughs> right.
0: It's a, it's a clear case of the take the glasses off librarian scene, and right. that's
1: it. Right. And the movie is tracking the progression of these two characters becoming friends then kind of falling for each other, all the while being thwarted by the Paul Walker character, whose name is Dean, who's trying to make sure that Zack does not win the bet. But it also is basically like a music video for 1999. You have God, Usher in there. So you bad. have Tim in there. And
0: I, yeah, I have, some, I have some things I want to talk
2: about. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's bizarre. Definitely a movie of its time. It so was. It really was. You just, like, mash up a bunch of MTV, like, music videos, and you're just like, this is a movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a film. All
0: right, so but on the flip the side, oh. Linda, you got ten things
2: catch me on the flip side yeah so 10 things i hate about you is a movie based off a shakespeare play which i honestly like i'm forgetting which one it is i think it's it's taming Taming of the the shrew Shrew. yep i'm an english major i knew that no me too it's cool (laughs) yeah so it's taming of the shrew basically it follows bianca who wants to go to prom with a boy but bianca's father will not let bianca go to prom until her older sister Kat dates someone and goes to prom with them So the movie sort of focuses on, again, bets and like, oh yeah, like here's, here's some money, like take Cat out. And it follows, um, Cat Stratford, who's played by Julia Stiles and how she is sort of wooed by Heath Ledger's character, Patrick Verona, another late great actor of the time. An
0: unintentional similarity with these movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: So... Uh it, it sort of follows, like, Kat as she and Patrick, like, develop a genuine friendship. And it's more than just the money. And then, like, the money's revealed. And they break up and get back together. And it, it's all about, like, how Bianca and her wannabe boyfriend, Cameron James, played by the very, very adorable, like, almost pubes- pubescent, at that point, Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: Third rock from the sun.
2: Kind of mm-hmm. so just with his haircut. <laughs> totally. So cute. But, yeah, so it sort of follows, like, all the drama that surrounds that and the bet and like how they make up or don't make up and they make up like it's been it's been 20 years yeah they they hook up yeah
0: spoiler alert they They, make up
2: they make they go to prom (laughs) they they make fun of it they're like i think instead of being like kind of like the pop hip-hop version of like the music video they're instead like the the rock they're the indie rock riot girl yeah riot girl for sure yeah which is really fun um and i think yeah, it, it is also, like, a movie of its time with, like, all the sort of swoon-worthy people and, like, Julia Stiles, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of the era.
0: So that kind of segues pretty well into what I was thinking to start out was just, um, just to kind of get you guys talking and the juices flowing a little bit creatively. Uh, these movies, I feel, very strongly have a lot of 90s nostalgia to them, both of them. Um, what things really stood out to you two, and they can be favorable, they could be cringeworthy, you know, could be from either or both of these films, like, what what stood out to you when you were watching these, you know, musical dance numbers might be one thing.
2: Oh my god, they were both of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: They both try to be Grease for, like, five minutes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't
2: necessarily land in either of them. Yeah. That's my opinion, but... What's cringeworthy? I think like the cringeworthy that I see across both of them is how like clearly delineated all of the strata of, uh, like students are like sure. jocks, goths, preps, punks, and I'm like, are you are you sure you went to high school? <laughs> like, are you positive this is high school? Yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of funny and definitely like dated it. Uh, I also think like a very cringeworthy moment was like specifically in. The she's all that where there's uh, the slam poetry that like <laughs> Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. Yes. tries to do, and he's like the hacky, hacky sack is, scene. Hacky sack,
0: it's gotta awesome. Gotta
2: keep it, gotta keep it up. Hacky <laughs> sack, can't let it fall. Anyway, be so, quiet,
0: be still.
2: <laughs> be still. Yeah, so like that that was definitely like super cringeworthy. worthy.
0: What do you um, guys think of uh, watching these now? Like thinking back of the fashions.
1: Oh, yeah, that's definitely the high nostalgia point for right? me. Like, yeah. all of those almost bare midriff tops, but not right? quite. You just see, like, two inches of skin. Yeah. And you always wonder, how could they get away with wearing that to school? Totally. in my high school, you could not wear anything like that. No. Certainly not in the 90s. No. Yeah.
0: What about even just, like, the music? I felt like the music for me was very... Um, easy to kind of cast you back into those time periods. Like, you have, in my opinion, Ten Things has a better soundtrack than She's All That, but it's different.
1: I'd forgotten that She's All That had a good soundtrack. It did. Until watching it. That yeah. Prophecy song by Remy Zero? Oh. That's well, such a good song. I was a huge
0: Remy Zero fan, but yeah, I don't know too. about the the Kiss Me song being played a million times. <laughs> I felt like that was the bane of my radio no, 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 existence no, 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 no. back then. No. But I do
1: love no, no, that song, yeah. but it's
2: overused. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. yeah, Yeah. <laughs> what else? I think that there was also, like, a very clear, like, emphasis on prom that was, like, really specific to that kind of movie. And that yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because I think that like prom is always going to be like a dramatic tension point in for any, high schoolers. In any teen movie. Sure, but I think that like it really culminated in like showboating in the early in the late nineties, going into like celebrities in the early two thousands that were just like so about prom and like that's a good point. It, it went like I think the nineties was really where like they went from like sort of fun like ex- like being silly like renting a limo to like renting a party bus happened in the nineties,
0: right? Because like, now you have sort of movies like. um Shoot, now I'm going to space out, but uh, book smart, where oh, it's yeah. kind of the flip side of that, and it is like party boat. It's sort of like lavish wealth. Yeah. What are you going to do to top whatever was done before to yeah. make yourself more popular? And this was sort of like a slightly tamer, more grounded version of oh, yeah. being rich and popular, but still – Rich and popular,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. The technology, the
0: non-cell so phones, thing. was a big thing that I was like,
2: "Oh yeah, remember the, the better time? Remember when you had <laughs> to call
0: somebody on a real phone? A phone? Yeah, like yeah.
2: the girls in their in their rooms, like with the totally. phone, like lying yeah. down, and like they splurged for an extra line for, for their little yeah. girls, and I'm like, this it's is nice. so ninety. <laughs> like, for me,
0: it was problem. like a lot of like the portrayal of their rooms too, mm-hmm. with just like posters or bands or oh things God. that they liked, I was like, oh, shit, I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Letters to Cleo. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was definitely weird re-watching these films and wondering how much is real life and how much of real life is influenced by movies like these. Very true. And what is actually real. I had yeah. kind of like a weird existential crisis yeah. while watching these because it seems strange to me. I feel like a lot of the things that you're supposed to achieve in high school kind of are fictitious, but we're fed to believe that there are certain things that you're supposed to achieve. Yeah. But it's because of these films. Right. And then high school seems so much more tense and... Dramatic you know, dramatic yeah. than what it needs like, to be. Man,
2: like we already have like a bunch of hormones and we're getting right. judged in every corner. Like maybe we could we could chill out for like two minutes and just like <laughs> sing Kubaya on the cafeteria. Like, right. Oh, Not oh, at look. my
0: high school, but oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: fuck.
0: Linda's Sorry. getting flustered. She just slammed her phone on the ground. But so you brought up a really good point earlier, Linda, that kind of like <laughs> is a little bit related to something else that I wanted to ask you guys about, which is that I think both of the films kind of deal with, you know, ideas of cliques, classes, different types of stereotypes of about how people are portrayed. Like in Ten Things, you have little sister Bianca wanting to be popular, whereas big sister Kat is an outcast, but it seems like more of her own making. Like it, she kind of is referenced as, oh, she used to be popular. Now she kind of is a social pariah. And you've got Lainey who is like the dork of she's all that where you're sort of like what is this dork outreach program that freddie prince junior's character is doing like i don't appreciate this and Dirt then outreach yeah trip. and then you've got all of the girl characters that are the side characters in both of those movies who yeah. are, you know, a little <laughs> bit like a touch of clueless, like they're very, or the plastics, like they're very much like these put together girls. Mm-hmm. Who, and is it
1: Gabrielle Union in both of them? That is another
0: thing that I wanted to point out. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm like, man, I, thank God that she was, you know, <laughs> in other movies besides these two, or I just feel so horrible for her because as this like token friend,
1: Yes. Of color. Girlfriend.
0: All right. Who maybe had slightly more lines than she's all that.
1: Yes, for yeah.
0: sure. But she does have a very good line about being just whelmed in 10 things, which I appreciated. <laughs> just
2: whelmed. Yeah. That.
0: Can you, be, can whelmed? you really be whelmed? You can be underwhelmed <laughs> and overwhelmed.
2: Can
1: whelmed. you just be whelmed?
0: whelmed? Yeah. It's a valid question.
1: It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, th-
0: so what do you guys think about the different types of stereotypes or these personas and clicks? Like we get that awesome intro when Cameron is new uh-huh. and his friend Michael, the awesome David Crumholtz, who I love, who later uh-huh. on grows up to be a beautiful nerd. I love him. <laughs> uh-huh. Is like, yeah, these are the cowboys. These are the, <laughs> the jocks. These yeah. are – and it's really funny. So what did you think was, like you said, like over the top – or maybe more accurate, you know, wh- what were your feelings about some of these things?
2: So yeah, so obviously, I, I thought it's extremely exaggerated, and over the top. I think that a lot of the 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 cliques in school were much more about like where you grew up and like where your neighborhood was, rather than like where like who you actually hang hung out with in school and like who mm. you were actually like doing activities with. Um, at least in my in my experience, it was definitely more about like who's in the neighborhood that you can chill with. More so than, like, who who's out my, like, softball team. Because, like, man, softball bitches. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, definitely exaggerated. Kind of fun for, like, the comedic effect. It definitely, like, I think it goes back to kind of what you were saying about a reality and, like, how much these films influence our perception of what high school should be like. Right. Because it definitely, like, you you sort of got to high school and you're, like, middle school. You go to high school and you sort of expect, like, whole new whole new thing and then you're just like oh no it's not like who's who's anyone honestly And like you could never I could never tell the popular kids from anyone else because they all look like normal like dirt bags to me um
0: I kind of like the 10 things is a little bit more tongue in cheek with it yeah I think it she's all that is sort of
2: oh it tries so hard
0: supposedly to be yeah it's a little more earnest what do you think of burn
1: yeah I think uh she's all that they they set it up in a much more we're not gonna explain it to you type of way, which yeah. I think is good. Right. But then I think it ends up being so shallow that it's unbelievable. But I will say I do like in Cheese All That how every single click is kind of mean. Yeah, and really are concerned about being at the top in that specific clique. Right, Mm. I expect
0: the other girls in the art class to be nice to Lainey. But they're not. And Clea Duvall is a bitch.
1: Yeah, she's a huge (laughs) bitch. They're all mean. (laughs) So I think that that was maybe, granted, when I was in high school, all of the different cliques, I went to a very small school, but we were all friends with each other. Mm -hmm. We knew that there were different cliques, like, Per se, Ooh. but we were all still like pretty good friends because we had to be because there were only seventy some people in my class. That's Jesus nice. Christ. That so, wasn't. That was not my. <laughs> but you had like experience. the the Hicks. You had like the band nerds. You had the popular crew. But like we all were in so many of the same classes that there was no disconnect Ooh. really yeah. between any of us. Yeah. So I found that a little bit more believable when she's all that. But what I did like about Ten Things I Hate About You is that. Everyone seemed to know each other in a much more realistic way. Sure, because in she's all that a lot of they're trying to right when they're trying to all of a sudden get Lainey to queen, prom queen now like half the school was like a fan of Lainey Briggs and it's like that doesn't make sense to me Lainey Boggs, Boggs. not Janie Briggs Boggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, they make
0: a rap about her.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's oh my like God, who would do did. that? I mean, and how did this happen? Awesome. <laughs> but still, <laughs> what? Yeah. So oh. I found it much more believable that all of these different clicks in ten things I hate about you like had heard all of these rumors about Patrick and all these rumors about Kat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems so much more believable. The cast is a lot more, more good
0: chemistry in ten things I think in Agreed. general. Agreed. Um, it's like a more cohesive unit. You can tell they are having fun together. You right. know, that they probably got a long offset. Like I feel like it's right. more apparent for sure. Yeah, but. better
1: chemistry and... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so there are pluses and minuses to both. Yeah. I think the one that succeeds better, though, is 10 Things. I think She's All That, like, sets itself up to be much deeper than what <laughs> it ends up being. I agree. Yeah. yeah.
0: So part of the reason I think that that is the case is, like, these both have source material, you know, and... Um, She's All That is kind of, like, very loosely based on Pygmalion, which is played by George Bernard Shaw, also, like, aka Watch My Fair Lady. It's like the story of Ugly Duckling becomes pretty, guy who helps make Ugly Duckling pretty falls for her, and then, you know, somebody else comes into the picture and he's challenged and has to decide how he really feels, blah, 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 blah. Ten Things I Hate About You, like Linda said, is based on Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew, um, that's a play that I first read in high school, which is a little mm-hmm. young for reading that. It's kind of presented as a comedy, but in Shakespeare terms, which just means not so many people die. That right. make that makes it a comedy. <laughs> fewer, um, fewer
2: people are killed. Fewer the people are killed.
0: But in ten things I hate about you, aside from like occasionally them straight up referencing lines of Shakespeare, worked its way into the teen dialogue. Um, what other kind of devices or themes do you guys think really stood out that you're like, oh, this feels like Shakespeare? Or it, you know, just maybe were taken from just broader themes in Shakespeare. If you've read any other plays or you watched Romeo and Juliet or just other kind of mm-hmm. different stuff, and then do you think it worked? Do you think the movie improved it or made it worse? What do you think?
2: So I know for me, um, one of the big issues I had in 10 things, and she is all that um, to an extent is the lack of female friendships around the main female character mm. um, and how isolated they always were. Yeah. And that's very Shakespeare. It's always, yeah. like, one woman and, like, a bunch of dudes. Or, like, right. one woman and, like, her relatives and a bunch of dudes. Sure. Um, it's very rarely, like, a woman who has, like, a supportive family – not a – support. well, family is important, but not, like, supportive friendships, right? Maybe like just people... as you
0: like it is, like, one of the only few ones mm-hmm. I know of that –
2: it yeah. Has that, but yeah. yeah,
0: you're right. It's not the norm for no. sure. No,
2: and I and I think that that again, like going back to unrealistic clicks in high school, it sort of feeds into that, where it's just like, oh, she's not like other girls. She's a loner. Like, don't well, worry about it.
1: At least in both of these movies, at least the female character gives you an explanation as to
2: why she's isolated herself. True, that's true. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's just something interesting, and it's definitely like a Shakespeare yeah. reference where that, like, very, very typically is like. The girl doesn't have any friends. She might have family, but she doesn't have
0: friends. Are there things that you noticed in Ten Things that you thought worked well and that maybe could be credited to it being based on a on a popular play?
1: I think that a lot of the shots and scenes are shot as if they're almost on a stage. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Especially that epic scene on the football field well soccer field yeah with Patrick singing
0: it's like one of my favorite scenes in in most movies
1: exactly (laughs) and that's like a stage yeah which I think is very cool and I think the very familial setting of like a high school but that also kind of looks like a castle yeah was very informative Mm -hmm. to its source material for sure yeah what do
0: you think maybe like has been changed in the film version that worked out better Any ideas? Just Uh, certain things that got more modernized.
2: For me, it was the letters. Okay. Um. Because, like, my my favorite. So, in the in the sorry, in the play, Benedict and Catherine write letters about how much they love the other person, and then they accidentally read each other's letters. Um, And this has been portrayed so many times in so many different ways. And the best one is still David Tennant and um, Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. Where they like they read their letters and they're just like, well, the fuck, I guess we got a Bang! Um, <laughs> it's it's great. It's just like they they're not happy about it. They're yeah. just like they're just like, well, this fucking sucks. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> no, you know what? Feelings. Um. So yeah. So like the letter reading scene was was very different. Um. And I think it was handled really well because like the, it goes into uh, like kids reading poetry out loud. Yeah. You know, like that performance aspect of like
0: I definitely think something. making it high school age makes Shakespeare a lot easier to take
2: especially yes. yeah it's because, so stupid
0: um like so you know when you first read even Romeo and Juliet knowing like that those kids are supposed to be like 14 years old mm-hmm. makes it a lot more understandable you're like use dumb <laughs> you have hormones <laughs>
2: it's a lot more libido valid. you know For like
0: sure. so kind <laughs> of I, I, one thing I really love about Shakespeare is always, like, the weird comic mishaps where there's just these misunderstandings, which you get a lot of in 10 mm-hmm. things.
2: Oh, my God. So but many. it's a lot more
0: believable thinking that they're high school students. Yeah. So I always think that helps a little bit.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't uh, read the works lately, but I will say it's interesting that they portray both of these lead female characters to be artistic of some kind, yeah. Mm-hmm. but that cat is the musician, right? and Laney is the artist.
0: So what do you guys think about um, kind of this idea of, I feel like Taming the Shrew is a lot more just straight up sexist in the, oh, yeah. in the like, the gender, I don't, I mean, I didn't oh want to be God. so blatant, but just like, just in like the general role, like gender roles of Becoming subservient to somebody else and like falling in line mm-hmm. and this kind of gets handled in ten things is more like an idea about being feminist and being independent and not wanting to do what people expect how do you How do you feel like this played out? Did they do a good job I don't
1: know. I think after watching both of these movies, yeah. what I had remembered as oh, the guy accepts her, and she can be who she truly is Ooh, now that I'm older, <laughs> I look at it and Ooh, I burn. see that. The women weren't, like, justified until they had a men's approval. I see. Which is very hard to watch now. Mm -hmm. And I also don't like that, sure, these women have kind of isolated themselves, and they did that of their own doing, and someone was able to soften them up, but the fact that the women instantly just choose to be with, like, the one person or the first person that gets through to them, I find very disarming and just not good about it. Just yeah. like, oh, there are so many other people though. Sure. And why do you want to go with the person who first hurt you, and now they're nice and they're telling you you can be your weird self because they accept it? Ah. It just doesn't land as much with me as it used to. I feel like I think it's because I'm older. Yeah,
0: I feel like it's definitely handled better in Ten Things than it is in She's All That. It's they have built more of a dynamic, I think, between her and Patrick mm-hmm. than. Yeah, then Laney and Zach. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. really, dudes. I mean, they could just be study buddies. They don't have to get together. They right. can just like high five at the end and cheer each other on to college. They don't yeah. have to make out.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, said, I think uh, for me, same same thing. Like she's all that. Like I, whew, it gets me heated every time because it's like it's deliberate, it's deliberate and considered like deception of a woman. Like. For the for like the monetary and like reputational gain of a man, and like whereas like in Ten Things, like he's not really getting much out of it except like her company, right, and like some money that he eventually like gives back at the the right. Like
0: (laughs) it becomes like a little bit more apparent that he is just as friendless as her. Also,
2: and that's the thing, like the power, the social power imbalance of Ten Things is much less than like super popular, super rich, going to Yale freddie prince jr like okay no one believes this but we'll go with it um yeah yeah. the the
0: idea that zach's character is secretly smart and can go to any fucking school he wants that's a first world problem jesus
2: so funny that scene where he's like putting down like harvard yale yeah columbia and i'm just like Girl, girl, whoomst Yeah. Hoomst <laughs> honestly has this problem. Yeah. But yeah, so I think, I think for me, like, I, I agree with you, Byrne, that, like, they are both pretty sexist in, like, execution and conception. Um, I think 10 things... Shakespeare's always been a little bit, like, better about... I mean, he's always been pretty good about, like, having strong female characters and having female characters, like, with their own opinions and their own words and their own actions and agency. And I think that Kat cat like still is like a riot girl bitch at the yeah. end of it. Like she's yeah, not she like is. popular. Like no one actually likes her except like Bianca, Cameron and and Patrick, you know right. like, and her dad. And her dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> very true. So no one actually is like a fan of Kat Stratford other than like her weirdo boyfriend. <laughs> and true. I'm, and I'm just like, that's fine. We all we all know that weirdo couple from high school. Sure. But then at the end of at the end of like she's all that, you know, like She's almost prom queen, and, like, they're, they're cheering for her at the end. It's I like, voted for you, Lainey. Yeah, like, <laughs> stuff like that. Whereas, like, people feel, like, genuinely betrayed that, like, she's not who everyone thought she was. And she's like, I was never any of that anyway. Like, what the fuck are you expecting? Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, like, agree with you on a level. Like, both yeah. both pretty sexist. You know, 90s. For sure. I do love but.
0: the, like, very blatant scene where they're in class, though, and she's like, can we read Sylvia Plath or whatever? And then... The teacher, Mr. Morgan's like, all right, let me call you out on your white privilege and suburban, <laughs> not, you know, they're supposed to be outside Seattle or wherever. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe we could read a black author. And you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah.
2: how about Toni Morrison? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, but, Zora Neil, Hurston. Yeah. I mean, like, totally. Yeah. I These movies
0: I, are very white. For sure. Except for Gabrielle Union.
2: I mean, for that's, sure. <laughs> that's like any teen movie in the 90s, except for like Step It, Step It Up. Was that the one where, like, well, that was also
0: Julia Stiles? God, I love her so much.
2: She oh, was she, it? Yeah. Save the Last Dance as
1: well?
0: Yeah. Save the uh, Last Dance is Julia Stiles. Save the Last Dance is Julia Stiles. Step It Up is, or, wait, is it Step It Up? Is that what it's called? I
2: don't know. Step Up? Step,
0: Step up. up. Step Up. That's Channing Tatum.
2: Oh, okay. No, so, I don't oh, know. Wait, what, I haven't so seen those it's movies. It's not Channing Tat- God damn it. We're
1: off topic. <laughs> well, All uh, right. Well, I, I'll I, read I, it back will, in. I'll read it back <laughs> in. I'll say this while you try to think of that movie title, maybe. I really don't ultimately dislike Patrick or yeah. Zach. I just think that they are high school boys trying True. to figure it out yeah. and they make some bad choices yes. Get laid. high school boys are wont to do. There's I mean, it. as high school girls are as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I guess, yeah. It'd be. I'd like to imagine a future maybe where both of these main couples end up splitting up but amicably during sure. their college years and yeah. they're like, no, we're friends. We got ourselves through this weird high school period but we don't ultimately have to be together. True. Because there is a little bit of damage in their backstory, which I think shouldn't always draw you together. But it is a learning curve. Everyone but when you're younger, that.
0: that can draw you together.
1: Yes, of course. Because yeah, it just like, feels so. like shared experience,
0: whether that's good or bad experience. But exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. She was in Save the Last Chance. Well, I know she's in Save the Last Chance. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie a million times. <laughs> All right. So we've been talking
0: about our leading ladies a little bit. Um, and they're either outcasts by nature with Lainey, sort of, you know, not her choice, but kind of her choice, or really by choice with cat? because she mm-hmm. kind of, like, self-imposes being an outcast. But what do you guys think about the leading men? I know we we're talking about them a little bit, but what do you like or dislike about Zach, Freddie Prince Jr., or Cameron, who we haven't really talked about too much, Joseph Gordon Levitt, and Patrick? Um, and then after that, maybe we talk about some of their lovable sidekick friends.
2: <laughs> I I just yes. want to say that I forgot about this. Julia Stiles has been like the leading lady in three teenage Shakespeare adaptations.
0: Oh yeah, she's an O. And she that's was fantastic. An o- yes, yeah. fuck. we should
2: we should do like oh was great. Oh yeah. Othello, if anyone's wondering, she's yeah. Testimony. It's good. It's really good. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, she was on fire. Th- she there was there for a while. She was, she was. lit
1: yeah yeah
0: and she was in some of the born movies oh god but whatever it's cool (laughs) gotta get that money but uh but let's talk about the dudes
1: dudes yeah i think zach is just very bland he is there's really not much there to him
0: freddie prince was also riding the high back then he was in a lot of movies he was yeah
2: he recently shot his shot with with lizzo
0: Oh he, like, yes! He tweeted
2: her. <laughs> he tweeted her, and she tweeted back. It's well, really I do kind of love that cute. him
0: and Sarah Michelle Miguel, Sarah Michelle Geller are like power couple. Yeah, and she yeah. was
1: in like the cafeteria, so yeah, you know, just briefly, but she yeah. didn't say anything. It totally, was cute. Gosh. yeah, yeah. I don't hate him, but there's really nothing there to hate or like. There's not enough there. Yeah, I mean, so they kind of bland. they kind of hint
0: at this idea, which I definitely you know, can sympathize with, but, like, the idea that your parents put pressure on you. Yeah. Which I think is a realistic trope. Like, parents do put pressure on their kids. They Mm -hmm. want their kids to be as good, if not better, than what they had. And, but, I feel like we don't care about his character enough,
2: really. Mm -mm. He gets everything, man. Like, he gets the girl, he gets... The, the scholarship he gets the college he's like starting yeah. the football team like he, he has a car he has a car like i'm just like man like i guess yeah like. laney
0: laney not wanting to hang out with him for like two days is the most pushback he ever experiences
2: yeah yeah that's right that's which the most is kind of ridiculous of this, that's the most trauma he's ever had in his life yeah he's
0: not used to people saying no yeah, oh,
2: and the, right. the girlfriend that like dumps, dumps
0: him for, for Matthew race. Lillard, which yeah.
2: is awesome. That's, that was like <laughs> the best part. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like Freddie Prince Jr. Like not, not super likable. Like it's yeah. kind of like easy to watch, but like that's it. Like not hard to watch. Just like all right, I believe this. Um, I, I think... kind
0: of think uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt is also initially not that likable.
1: Oh, agreed. But
0: because he kind of grows a little bit of confidence and is annoyed by the end and sticks up for himself a little bit,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: then it's a little bit better. But he's not a super likable character either.
1: Yeah. No, especially since he sees a girl, says, she will be mine. Without even knowing her. Yeah. At all.
0: And thinks she's perfect without knowing anything about her. Shakespeare.
2: Right. I'm yeah. talking that yeah. about
1: that's Shakespeare. That's true. He, he's
0: a very Shakespearean character. <laughs> for sure. Very yeah. true. Yeah. So yeah.
2: I, I'm excusing him for Shakespeare, because like, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's Shakespeare. No, right. it, it totally that's is. That's a good point, It totally yeah. is. <laughs> and then I think, I really loved Patrick when I was a kid. Yes. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, Heath Ledger is so damn charming. And that's your so first yes.
0: experience with Heath Ledger yes. for most people, and it is a damn good one. It's good.
2: <laughs> it stays with you. He's, like, he a little scary,
0: but but he's really charming. He's
2: very fun. Mm. Like, he's fun to watch. Like, Freddie Prince Jr. is nice to watch. Like, he's easy to watch. Heath Ledger is just adorable and, like, just so much fun. And you're just like, when's he coming back? Right. When's he, like, get That whole
0: sequence of <laughs> him singing uh, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You and then running around on the bleachers and, like, escaping the security guards and running around again and being silly is awesome. So charming. If you don't like him by the end of that, Sorry, you're not gonna. (laughs) You're not gonna. (laughs) I also think he has, um, you know, it's like a really short scene, but he has like a great interaction with Cameron Mm -hmm. when Cameron's like going to give up. And he's like, no, you're way better than the Joey character who's like the model jock, whatever, stupid love interest character. And he's kind of like, don't let people tell you that you don't deserve what you want. Mm -hmm. Which is a little scary advice, but it's also good pep talk advice.
1: Yes. Good bro talk. Yeah. Good pep talk for sure, but also... Good
0: pep talk for, like, the nerdy, geeky kid to be like, dream big.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think that one of the things that's really interesting about these two movies is they showcase, like, the two kinds of boys that like pe- that young girls are supposed to be attracted to in high school like mm. there's kind of like this the bad, the bad. boy that's like soft inside but, and they like
0: jock straight yeah. nerd kid yeah like sort and of. the
2: straight like the the has everything boy like the has student president has not i don't know it just felt like yeah. a very clear like oh, yeah, like, these are two totally different people. I'm like, they're basically the same person. They just, like, have a different front. Like, we'll go with it. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, for me, the bad boy character is always going to be more fun to watch than someone who always gets what they want. Well, I oh, think I sure.
0: uh, definitely just in general, dialogue-wise, he has way better dialogue than, than Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. Like, he... Is
2: everything copacetic here? Yeah. <laughs> Eat it.
0: Yeah. Eat it. Hoover it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's it's much better to watch uh, the interaction between Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. I just feel like that at least is fun, and they kind of challenge each other slightly more.
2: Yeah, chemistry like they they have better
0: chemistry. Like, this is true. Yeah, you
1: could actually like Lainey doesn't really thing.
0: have chemistry with anybody.
1: No, but that's not really to the discredit of Rachel Lee Cook. No, I think she does a good job with what she has for just sure. A bad but script. yeah, because I find I'm it interesting in that it. you see her at her job. Like yeah. That terrible outfit. I mean, yeah. She doesn't care. Like, She's
0: she has, got like a falafel hat. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's like, I'll, I'll do this job.
0: Yeah. This or a her way. weird, you know, theater performance. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. There's something so there. Good. It just doesn't quite it doesn't go land. anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't land. How do
0: you feel about some of these kind of side fringe friend characters? In particular, I really want to shout out again. Michael, David Krumholtz. Uh-huh. Um, I think he kind of steals the show in 10 Things sometimes. He's just, like, he's good comic relief, but he's not, like, you, you don't pity him.
1: Yeah, he's, like, a missing character from Freaks and Geeks. Yes. Yeah. He, he feels out of place in that world, but I think yeah. he's meant to.
0: I think so. But, yeah, he's and I great. feel like, you know, you he's probably recognize him in that time frame because he was in Adam's Family.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, you're
0: like, that kid. <laughs>
2: For sure. I mean, going back to Shakespeare, he's like the chorus line. You know? He is. He's he's us. Like he's us in there, just looking at all this, being like, "Y'all crazy." Yes. Huh? Yeah. Y'all, y'all just need to speak about your feelings, right? Just uh-huh. communicate.
0: That's true. I yeah. think that's partially why I enjoy watching him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He and the dad.
0: He and the are dad. Really, like the talking yeah.
1: points of the totally film, for sure.
0: Whereas Breakout. I feel like in she's all that um, her friend character who I had to look up the character's name because I didn't remember. His character's name is Jesse. <laughs> yes. um, I recognize him from later years from Daredevil. He's foggy in Daredevil, and oh, I love him gosh. in Daredevil. He's great. I do, too. Eldon Henson. And then, you know, he's not really in it that much, but it is kind of refreshing to see her have a friend that's not attracted to her.
1: Yes, and not explicitly gay, either. Right, right. Yeah, he's just a dude who happens to not be attracted to her. Hinted. Right. It was hinted. hinted. They
2: coded him gay for sure. Yeah. But then
0: they have him kind of buddy up with, with a Jack. very young Anna Paquin.
2: Yeah. At <laughs> the very did. end. That's a Catholic
0: schoolgirl, Anna Paquin.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I mean like still coded very mm-hmm. queer for sure. the start. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. He was kind of funny. He was always just like, you know, just, you know, do what you want. Like, who cares? Exactly. He was he was saying kind of the same, like, just do it. Just, like, just do it. What are you going to lose? I yeah. I think that she...
0: I would have liked more of him.
2: Yeah. I agree. I think that she she kind of needed that because she was so, like, in her own head about, like, having this persona. And she really needed someone else to be like, no one gives a fuck. Right, right. <laughs> no one actually cares about. Stop like, thinking this. about it. Right,
1: it'll be over anyway. Yeah. Or I mean, if again, people care, he's us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It'll
0: it'll be over the next day, and people forget.
2: Right. Prom's okay. around the corner. Graduation's right. coming right after that. Yeah. Okay. Again, like he he's he's it's the same kind of person, and from ten things, like he's us. He's us. Yeah. yeah just he's telling, our chorus. Yeah. Telling, telling uh, the Mandy Moore, Call Mandy Moore, it. Jamie. I don't know. Telling the main character. Rachel Rachel Lee Cook Cook? Her
0: Her Lainey Boggs What a terrible name Um, So forgettable
2: Yeah Just telling her Just like Just sweetie Just shut up Just do it But I do
1: really love The Kieran Culkin Kevin Pollack Father and brother actors And she's all that I think they're great Yeah They're really lovable Yeah The dad especially Oh, she's so, so funny. So
0: that's kind of a good segue because one of the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about was in both She's All That and Ten Things, we have these, like, father-daughter dynamics where there's mm-hmm. no mom present. Yes. Whether um, it's hinted, you know, that the mom left in Ten Things I Hate About You versus She's All That and the mom clearly passed away. So it's sort of a different dynamic. But how do you guys feel that that kind of impacted the films or – what do you like or dislike about these two dads? And then each film kind of has a moment where the daughter and the dad kind of, like, work it out, whatever the tension was. So...
1: Yeah, I definitely like the father daughter relationship actually a lot more in *She's All That*. Yeah, feels a lot more honest. Yeah. and realistic. Mm-hmm. But I also love how heightened it is in 10 Things I Hate About You*. Right, with the dad being so crazy and so a afraid that his
0: daughter's gonna get pregnant. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> yeah. and it's also it's also one of those things like in a, in in *She's All That*. Like everything else is so heightened, and it's nice to have that like little normal nugget.
0: Yeah, the dad is much yes. more subdued for sure.
2: Yeah, I think for me it's it's a pretty classic. I don't necessarily see it as as part of like a character development relationship. I see it as like another exclusion of a female presence in the lives of these young girls. Okay. Um, because it's like if they had a mom, why wouldn't they just talk to their mom about it? Like, why wouldn't they just like you know have have some kind of relationship with their mother about like girl. Uh, Relationship with their mother about girls. Ooh, that's projection. <laughs> <laughs> like, have that sort of like talk with their mom about right. boys.
0: But that's clearly lacking. Right. So they don't have that guidance.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, for me, it, it, that's that's really where I see it going. It's just, like, another device to exclude women and, like, make women more isolated within their own relationships.
0: Well, it's also sort of a device, too, to force these two cat and Lainey main characters to be the mom. Yes, absolutely. So, kind yep. of, like, more so when she's all that, you see it that she's taking care of her little brother. He's younger. He's also nerdy. She's very protective. Like, she's the one getting him to eat, Mm-hmm. like basic functions whereas Kat is protective in a different way she's sort of like don't do that don't go with that guy trying to warn her but she doesn't want to totally control her right so yeah definitely
2: yeah yeah and I mean I think that's like another it sort of plays into one of your first questions about like sexism is like making young girls take the place of like older women as like mentors and caregivers when so I'm like these are children like they shouldn't be looking out for other children
0: Well, that's sort of the fault. You kind of fall into that where if you're the older sibling, maybe you're taking on more than you should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we kind of have both the dads, especially in 10 Things I Hate About You, where he's kind of like, um, he kind of like uses like the game analogy, like baseball or whatever. He's like, oh, Bianca lets me play a few rounds. I'm out of the game with you. Like he feels like his daughter's grown up and she doesn't want his opinion anymore whereas the younger daughter will still occasionally look for some advice or affection or things like that, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's nice, too, to see and She's All That, the events of the film make the dad realize that he's been off the bench by his own accord. Right. Where he says, like, you know, I haven't been paying attention. I'm so sorry. You need to be a kid. Right. Which I thought was really nice and touching. Yeah. That
0: mm-hmm. That's true.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, probably the most wholesome parts of both films are the family dynamics i think so
2: it's the core of
0: it so Mm -hmm. not father-daughter but you know whereas the father-daughter dynamic and she's all that is i feel like the most compelling i feel like the sister dynamic actually is super compelling in 10 things because that is really great do you guys want to talk about that a little bit You know, how that kind of changed your perception of Kat or, you know, it humanizes her a little bit. And it also humanizes Bianca because you think she's crappy till then, really.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I think that, like, we've sort of mentioned it a lot. But, yeah, Kat and Bianca, when they're together, are very genuine and earnest. And, like, you can definitely tell that Kat really does care about things. Um, And that's, like, one of the first points where she's not being aggressive or antagonistic where she's just being very genuine and trying to like connect with her little sister in a way that's like protective and loving but also like you know i'm not here to make your decisions i'm just here to like tell you don't make the mistakes i made yeah um and i think that like yeah it really not only humanizes cat but sort of showcases that she's capable of love in a very clear intimate and like protective like sibling way
1: mm-hmm yeah, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> Since what, I'm the oldest of four, and I have two sisters and a brother, and yeah, I had a hard time with my closest sister in age growing up because she wouldn't listen to a thing I said. Yeah. And I tried too hard to tell her to not run with certain people. Yeah. And so she just rebelled and hung out with them more. Great. And she told me, she said, I don't care that you've had these experiences before. I also need to have these experiences so I know better. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Yeah. They're bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So watching this movie feels very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. That dynamic between sisters, very true.
0: I also love that, you know, it it shouldn't take it, but seeing um, Kat get hurt by Patrick makes Bianca that much more sympathetic where she knows she's sad, she wants her to be okay, Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of puts things in perspective for her also, which is kind of nice.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you definitely have that trope of someone who wants to be way older than they need to be at the moment. Yeah. In Bianca's case. Right. Which, that's a very popular thing to happen to kids. They always want to be older than what they actually are. Mm -hmm. They don't relish the idea of being a child. So, I get it. Very easy to identify with a lot of those characters. Yeah.
0: So, kind of... Just to wrap this up a little bit, are there any standout characters or funny scenes that you guys want to talk about before we bring this to a close? Anything we didn't mention already? Usher.
2: <laughs> Usher, do you want to talk about Usher? Um, I think that like there's there's always there's a scene in both of them where they sort of like both girls get like beautified, right? Mm. Like by the younger sister in both cases. Like the younger sister's like, let me show you how to do a makeup. And it's kind of cute, but it's also kind of cringeworthy, um, and I think that's kind of like a very, very prominent of its time scenes for both both of these movies. I don't think that you can get away with like a, a small child like putting on makeup and not having it be like ironic. Because yeah, I mean, like it's now it's ironic. Now it's just like satire. But like at the at the time, it was like a very sincere portrayal of like. Oh yeah, well let me teach you how to be like hyper feminine cuz you never got to do this and I'm just like <sighs> like trying not to die. <laughs> <laughs> and I think those scenes are like very very interesting in their sincerity and how like utterly and completely like straight-faced they are played in both movies. Mhm.
1: Yeah, I think one of the only scenes that we didn't focus on that's kind of by itself. Is the scene in Ten Things I Hate About Ugh. You where Cat gets what you're gonna Patrick say. out of detention that and she the flashes the teacher? It's
0: really cringeworthy it's now.
1: Really awful yeah. to watch, and how there are no repercussions yeah. from that that we see, and right. that it's played off just as a joke. Yeah, I <sighs> find it very disturbing. I do too. I don't know, they probably just should have had something different planned. I
0: think or... I found it disturbing back then, but now that I'm older, I find it worse Even more so. yeah where it's i'm kind of like no 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 no
1: because I, I think when you're in high school and you're watching it or when you're younger and you're watching it you're like oh bold move she used her body to do a thing that she was in control of but then when you're older you just realize all of the terrible implications of that sure yeah and
2: i think i don't know I, I think it's also shakespeare yeah. Like, I might blame this one on Shakespeare, too. Like, yeah. they could have done... They could 100% have done something different, not trying right. to defend it. But no, I'm no, no. To, like, I could see it. that. I could see that. I think that there is a scene where, like, Catherine does, like, show her bosom or something. and like As a dist- way to distract. Yeah, I think I think that that's, like, almost where... Like, that's ripped from. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Huh. I will double gotcha. check. But, yeah, not defending it. But, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. We <laughs> shouldn't have done it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy.
0: I would say that... The things that really stand out that I remembered, and then I still was like, "Ugh," was the right about now Funk Soul Brother scene where they all do the choreographed dance because that would never ever happen ever because no one would ever learn the same dance. Even the Macarena, not everyone was dancing. I
1: know. And Usher said, "Now is the time to do the dance I taught you." Yeah, it's like, what?
0: When did Usher go to class?
1: Yeah, was he ever out of the recording booth? Was he just a paid (laughs) DJ? But
0: then again, that. yeah, but I kind of also like Julia Stiles getting wasted and dancing on the table because she That's, has more rhythm because yeah. you know she can dance. <laughs> she's in other movies where she dances. Yeah. But then she hits her head on the chandelier and Patrick catches her, which is kind of a charming sequence of events. That
1: you, is, is. Yeah. I agree. And the
0: fact that the he doesn't take dance. advantage of her when she's drunk, admirable. Yes. She pukes and he just pats her on the head.
1: And he just and like, takes her home. And, and takes like, her
0: home and doesn't kiss her. Yes. When Stay she there. probably wouldn't remember if she did. No.
1: Yes. So. Agreed.
0: No. Good job, yeah. Patrick.
1: Yeah, good job, Patrick. Funk Soul Brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Funk Soul <now>. Brother.
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That so yeah. weird. And He's... I, I like dancing in junior high and high school, but I Me still. I speak... No choreographed dances. If they were it choreographed, was so I was weird. not doing them.
1: And a lot of hand jive stuff. It's like yeah. grace for like five minutes of the film. Then yeah. dance.
2: A dance from Greece. It's bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's not good. So I have, I have a question for you guys. All right, how the fuck did they get made? How the fuck did they make she's all that? Like it's so bad. Like the script is bad. Like it's bad. They were,
1: they were churning them out like that dime a dozen. They really and
0: they were. And so, and so you know, I, I can only begin to tell you the sequences of movies that were suggested to me through Amazon after I watched She's All That, that I completely forgot had been made. So you, they really were a lot of movies in that, like, couple of years that- Teenage
2: genre that were just bad.
0: Throwaways that you were kind of like, yeah, it's got that one cute boy you like and the girl you think who's funny- and, and the, a and, musical number. And Done. And the girl
2: you can relate to and insert yourself into. Sabrina.
0: Oh I mean, God. <laughs> yeah. Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's sad. Uh, yeah. Any closing thoughts?
1: Oh man, I think we nailed a lot of them, yeah. but uh, yeah. I really enjoyed re-watching these. They are fun. They are fun. I don't know if I like them as much
2: anymore.
0: I don't think I would but... necessarily recommend She's All That to somebody who had never no. seen
2: it. No. <laughs> I, I would recommend uh, Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Valid. Which is like literally the almost a direct shot-for-shot shot spoof of She's All That, both Chris Evans instead of Freddie Prinze Jr.
0: Oh, I want to watch that. i want to watch that tonight yes you do it's good
2: yeah yeah that's it of its time like it's really very clear like in retrospect how so embedded in the 90s these films are they
0: are little time capsules Mm -hmm. yeah a little nostalgia goes a long way
2: oh absolutely (laughs) yeah ain't that the truth
1: (laughs) when when was clueless done because it wasn't 99. That's what I was
0: wondering, too. 97. I, it was 97? 97. Yeah. I was like, it's around there, but I was trying to remember how much earlier. I, yeah,
1: I just feel like for this genre of film, mm-hmm. you can't get better than Clueless from that era. To be... That's my opinion. Yeah. Put that out there. Yeah. But just because it's so aware of itself.
0: And Clueless is... Based on Emma. Yeah,
1: Which exactly. is Austin. Another, and
0: Austin wins, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. We'll debate
1: that. <laughs> we'll
0: later. debate that another time. <laughs> that's that's another, another, that's save that's it for another, another podcast. That's another podcast. All right. Well, thank you, Bernadette. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Cheers. Diana. Um, thank you. Thank you again, dear listeners, for listening to another Story Screen Presents podcast, TryKi9. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you like 10 Things I Hate About You, there's an awesome article – by Edward Gibbons Brown on our website, which is StoryScreenBeacon.com. Show him some love. He gives some really good uh, 10 things that he likes about the movie. Um, We also have many, many other types of podcasts on StoryScreen Presents. You can subscribe on Spotify or Apple or whatever you use, SoundCloud, any of those guys. But you can also just find out more information on our website along with articles, reviews, and some movie times for things coming up at the Storyscreen Beacon Theater. So, check out storyscreenbeacon.com and we'll be seeing you soon.
2: Now serving
0: alcohol. Oh, now serving alcohol. What? What? Whoop, whoop. Okay, we're all of age on this end just so you know. Okay. <laughs> all right, thank you for listening.
2: Thanks.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.